You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Ian, look at this. Well, it's a police box. What on earth is he doing here? Hey, these things are usually on the street. I feel it. I feel it, you feel it. Faint vibration. It's alive. Earth Station Who, a fun mashup celebrating nearly 50 years of the Doctor Who universe. Hold tight, you never know where the TARDIS is going next. Hey there, Whovians, and welcome to another episode of the Earth Station Who podcast. That's right, folks. This one is going to be an interesting one. We are going to, have to be talking about the 10th anniversary of the 50th anniversary special. Can you believe it? 10 years since David Tennant and Matt Smith teamed up for their first adventures together. And it was a really interesting experience. And we got to meet the war doctor. That is right. It was interesting to see. It was monumental, you could almost say, because it was like there was so much energy and around us. They even showed this at the movie theaters. And we got to see it at the same time that they got to see it in the UK. So it, here in the States, we were like thrilled for that. So it was a neat experience that we got to do. And I think even some people got to see it in 3D. There was definitely a 3D version of this also out there. So, you know what, folks, this is going to be a lot of fun to talk about. We're going to explore it and everything, but, you know, we've got to talk all about it. So we, if you haven't seen it yet, you know, and you call yourself a Whovian, you know, you know, basically, <laughs> you know, we are going to spoil the heck out of this one. So please, please, please go check it out. Uh, we got a great crew here to talk all about it. Of course, our regulars are here. Mr. Mike is here. Howdy. And Ms. Mary is here. Hi, everybody. It is fantastic to be here. And we are joined by two guests tonight. Let's welcome, of course, Dr. Scott Vigay. Hello, everyone. And Ms. Melanie Dean. How are you? Hi. Hello, everybody. And hello, hello. Welcome back. It's great to have you both here tonight. Uh, you know, it's an extra special episode. We had to have two guests. You know, we thought it would be, there's so much to talk about. And the energy is like, you know, because once again, station who has egg on its face that's right we have egg on our face you know we've been promised that you know we were going to say oh yeah november 11th that is going to be the premiere of the doctor who specials we were you know promised that we heard it from resources from our sources up over in the uk guess what <laughs> we were completely wrong we were so wrong <laughs> once again but you know russell t was right you know, we did, we're not getting the specials on the 23rd. So, you know, he was not lying about that. So we are actually getting the specials starting on November 25th for the Star Beast. And we're going forward from there on every Saturday, which I'm really glad, actually, that they're not doing three days in a row. Because that would be oh, yeah. torture. So much better to do them a week apart. Mm -hmm. Oh, very much so. I think I think it's smart because it gives people time to digest it, and it gives podcasters times to talk <laughs> to about time, it. Time to review them. Yeah, exactly. Now, now, do we know if they're going to be broadcast 
or allowed to view at the same time on Disney Plus? Yes. So they're showing it at the same time as the UK? Yes. As as far as everything I've seen, the deal is it has to be simultaneous uh, availability. So they're making it, uh, I don't know how they're going to necessarily do that. It depends on, I guess, if they're going to release it to Disney Plus, Disney Plus will, you know, market out for a certain hour. Well, that's already what they do anyway, like with Loki, because yeah. Loki doesn't. And the Soka, so with Ahsoka as well. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's that's really smart of them to do. And then you could watch it any time since, you know, after it, you know, yeah. it'll be streaming. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing with that is because I remember like when they showed it, always had the premieres on BBC America where they showed them at the same time in the UK as they did in, in the States. The States was always the full version at the like 2 p.m. But then when they showed it later in the day, it was either riddled with commercials or it was shortened a little bit in some places mm-hmm. times. And Doctor Who is not made for commercials, folks. You know, they don't have proper commercial breaks. I think it'll be interesting. And thank you to the folks at the BBC who decided to and Disney who released it the day after we recorded our last episode. <laughs> yes, you know they planned it that way. Not even 12 hours. <laughs> I almost called these folks back and said, we've got to record that beginning all over. <laughs> but, but no, you know, I actually did have uh, people write me up on Facebook or also send us emails saying, hey, dummies, you know, it's not going to be the 11. <laughs> so... The one thing I did feel vindicated with, though, I really feel, remember when we were talking about, wouldn't it be cool if Disney had the 100-year uh, logo that they're doing on Disney Plus and then had the TARDIS, like, go for the swoop? <laughs> and they did it. They did it. <laughs> that was just so frippin' awesome. It was like, nailed it. Awesome. Uh, but we are getting, actually, an, another Doctor Who on the 17th of November, we're getting Children in Need. And it's going to be a brand new Doctor Who short featuring David Tennant as the 14th Doctor. So we don't know anything about it, though. That I can honestly say. And I know tomorrow they'll release the title. (laughs) (laughs) And that's not going to be on Disney+. Plus. No. No. But that's usually easy to find. No, it'll be all over YouTube. Yeah. Sure. It'll, this will be his second time as the 14th Doctor doing Children in Need. That's true. He did it last year, too. Yep. So that is pretty cool. Just as of like a day ago, we got the Christmas special announcement or holiday special. We got on December 25th on Disney Plus and BBC. Uh, we got the Church of Ruby Road, and that's going to be Trudy's very first full episode so i think that's pretty awesome mm-hmm. i think that's you know some cool things i think absolutely i think i'm looking forward to it so you know now you know we'll go out for chinese food and watch doctor who instead of <laughs> you know it's my tradition i don't know what you guys do so i think it's always fun to do and you know what i think the other little bit of uh news that we're also real excited about that we've well, there's a lot of Doctor Who news. Uh, we got the Tales of the TARDIS. And, you know, those have been beautiful. I don't know if everyone here has seen all of them yet. I think there's seven of them. 
Six. There's six. six of them. Six of them. I watched, yeah, yeah, I watched six of them thanks to the link that you guys sent, which was not official. Uh, but but uh, uh, it's not. Uh, a, yeah, it's not officially being released by the BBC because it's only supposed to be available through the iPlayer. The iPlayer. So right. But someone has, uh, and BBC hasn't seen to take it down. So nope. Uh, so yeah. And so um, it was awesome because it's the the one first one I saw, of course, was uh, the was the the fifth Doctor and Tegan. Then you had then I had Jamie and Zoe. And then it was uh, Colin and Perry. Colin and Perry. The uh, yeah, Doctor Six and Perry. <laughs> yeah. And then we had um, Clive Joe, and Joe yeah. Grant. And then yeah. we had Stephen and Vicky. Yeah, and then Doctor Seven and Ace. Ace. God, but that was awesome. the first Doctor, though, which was kind of odd. Yeah. Well, uh, one of the things I found was that according to Matthew Waterhouse, they did have an episode of Tales of the Tardis planned for the fourth Doctor, but they were unable to get any of the actors hmm. on my little uh, news cheat sheet. So maybe uh-huh. it's just I did wonder if this was going to be retired. I did wonder if this was going to be an ongoing thing. Like, it seems like, you know, just to have these six is kind of a odd. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of an odd thing. It's like, yeah, let's keep like issue these out like every once in a while. And then it would get more attention to some of the classic episodes and stories, I think. So um, because that's what they're. Yeah, these segments are supposed to um, sort of generate interest in rewatching uh, classic that's stories. True. Yeah, because so, they look and they reshow in 90 minute form. Uh, an episode complete without uh, the interstitials. So with the uh, Seventh Doctor and Ace, they actually, when they, uh, from what I was able to find, um, they open up with the, the, the memory TARDIS, and then they fade into actually watching the entire events of, of Christopher Henrik. Right. And then it comes back to them in the at the, at the end for the little bookend at the, at the, at the right. end. I think they did that with all, they did those with yeah. all of them. Yeah, yeah all did. of them have intros and outros. Yeah. Because the ones I saw, you could tell that they faded into the episode and then there was a hard cut and then they fade out of the last shot and into back into the outro. So um yeah, these are these are cool. I mean, it's always cool to see uh actors from Doctor Who's past playing characters from the franchise, um, meeting up again. Um I don't. The premise is hokey, of course, um, and the Doctor uh, Who. Of course, it's hokey. Come on. The uh, the the set is is odd, but it you know it works. Um, but it's just fun seeing. I mean, the main attraction is of course to see the the personalities interact together again, and and that's where it really lies. And it's always you know, depending on your mileage, you know, as far as who you like, you know, some of these are really special, and some of these are just like. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> I, only, I only had one that was meh for me. And really? Yeah. The only one I didn't really care for was the Perry and Doctor Six. And I didn't have keep, much invested in the. With, with I, didn't have much, I didn't have much invested in the Clive and Joe Grant one, uh, just because I was like, I didn't. I mean, I'd seen a couple of episodes of Sarah Jane mm-hmm. Adventures, but I, I, I didn't know them well enough, and and she came in at the very end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um yeah I mean yeah um and uh we um 
I found it interesting. The most interesting one, I think, was the uh, Seventh Doctor and Ace, just because they had talked about her leaving. And I don't know if that's, has that ever been established? What happened when she left? No, because it was all off camera. Well, all... Not not unless you count like books well, and books. Like, yeah. 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 But I didn't know if this was a, if there was something that this was based on that people were going to be like, now it's canon, you know, like well, some, of like, the, some of the well, stuff they talked is, about, yeah. that's all, we're going to get into that in a second. But, you know, a lot of the stuff they, you know, they never showed Ace leaving, but, you know, Andrew Cartonwell actually com- confirmed um, Ace was being groomed to go to become a Time Lord, basically, by the Doctor. And he was, they were, she was going to go to the Academy, and that's what he was trying to do. Because they had this whole thing, you know, that the Doctor was more than just an average Time Lord, and, you know, type thing. And there was this mm-hmm. whole thing about it. And they touched, they talked about it a little bit in that little clip that they did. I didn't get the sense that she had gone to no she didn't sound like she no no not at no at that point in time she wouldn't no but he was manipulating her and that's what he was kind of apologizing for gotcha gotcha about and everything and so that was pretty interesting i i will admit it i did tear up a little bit seeing jamie and zoe together yeah i mean they're they're the companion group that that really uh well uh war games was my first doctor who episode oh really yeah, so I got an introduction of ten episodes hmm. of Jimmy and Zoe, uh, and the whole thing with getting their memories wiped and all that stuff. Let's see them uh, try to condense that to ten to ninety minutes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> no. But it was, I, I thought that I thought that uh, they both looked great. They both sounded yeah. great. Yeah, you know, the the, the for me it was uh, Stephen and Vicky that was an odd pair because you're like. It's towards the end of the first Doctor's reign, and who remembers them? I mean, you know, oh, literally the TARDIS does, but you, it was... You don't remember Stephen in there, you know, singing in the Old West Saloon? Uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> and he had wiped it from his mind, and now you've gone and destroyed his block. Yeah, there we go. It's the penny in the suit. Thank you. No. <laughs> what? It's interesting, though, um, one of the things that they did bring up during the Fifth Doctor and Tegan is the confirmation that Tegan was in a relationship, a long-term relationship with Nyssa. Yep, they made a canon. Yep. Yeah. I think it's awesome. I think it's freaking amazing. Because they, yeah. t- they had brought it up in the Sarah Jane episode that, right. you know, that they were together. And then when they did, what was it, The Power of the Doctor? Was the last Jody story with Tegan in it, mm-hmm. and yes. they they completely ignored it in it, and so a lot of pe- people were up in arms, and so I'm glad they brought it back for this. Yeah, they made it very clear. Oh, very much so. Yeah, and they they also in because they also had for the upcoming um for the Blu-rays, you know, the 20th season of Doctor Who, that you know the short they did you right. in the macro that you know that you could tell the it was the relationship between her and nissa and that's why you know it was just really interesting to see so bravo on them for doing that i like that a lot so yeah that was a nice little nod i mean that's that's something that's 
been around for a while the whole whether they were in a relationship or not so Mm -hmm. it was really nice to see that acknowledged no it's pretty cool so definitely look for tales of the tardis it's up on youtube definitely could find it and it's definitely worth watching and you know i'd like to hear what people's opinions and hear what their favorites are so i'll be very curious to see uh we're getting new animations they've confirmed that they are having new animations of the lost episodes of doctor who and right now they said they're focusing a lot on the first doctor that there's no word on wheel of you know wheel in space which i heard was pretty much completed and they had actually sent out you know on amazon i remember they had put out the offers for you know the pre-orders but then they canceled them so I'm going to be very curious to see what we get um, coming up. They don't have any dates or what stories, but then it gives us hope now for, you know, stories like Marco Polo, the Celestial Toy Maker, um, the Chase, and, you know, Dalek Master Plan. What's up? Don't you think that that given uh, the storyline that we know of for the 60th anniversary, that the Celestial Toy Maker should have come out now? Why, that yes. Would be, that, would be, that would be nice. That would have been great. It would have introduced a lot of people to the character. Yeah. Because I've never seen it. I don't think anyone here, I've seen, I've seen stills. I've, you know, read the Target novelization, but that's it. Yeah. And so I would love to see that. I really, really would. So. So can someone explain to me what happened with the animations? Because I... Uh, every time they release one, I find a way to, to afford to get one and, you know, plug that hole in the collection. Of course. You too. So, so I know that it's popular. Uh, the question becomes, uh, there was a whole bunch of uh, news articles right after the last one came out saying, oh, that this is it. We have no more funding. You know, uh, we'll never do it again. Oh, it's so expensive. And then they announced the deal with Disney. And then all of a sudden hey, we're going to be able to do the rest of them. Now, there are no one saying that Disney's doing it, but, you know, uh, did anyone else see that there's a little odd that they did a complete 180? Scott, just always remember, it's a small world after all. (laughs) (laughs) I think they just got more money. Yeah, I don't don't think they were, I mean, I think they were popular among a certain set, but I don't think they were huge sellers. Oh, no, 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 no. So 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 they they were struggling all the time um i was hoping that there would be a push to finish them so that we had you know some some story some represents some representation of a story for every single doctor who so that bbc could sell the whole package to disney plus or something like that but apparently they're not interested in that um i mean we've got no word that disney plus is going to show classic who at all um but on on as far as the uk folks goes they want to have everything available everything available on that iplayer so 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 that's really what's that except for episode one yeah except for episode well yeah yeah. yeah, well i think they want to but uh (laughs) yeah they're just being prevented they're being prevented by a very very stubborn individual which we talked about a couple weeks ago but um I, i think uh you know I think there was a lot of hope. Oh, well, they're going to go to Disney. So, of course, they could use Disney animators and all that kind of stuff. But that was a pipe dream. I don't think there was any real uh, solid news that that was going to happen. I think that was just some people wishful thinking. Um, 
but certainly with the anniversary now, and then I think with them having everything together in in one app, at least as far as the British for the British folks, and hopefully for everybody else at some point, you can be able to sell everything from start to finish uh, or current anyway, because let's hope it never finishes, right? Hmm. Nope. Next, I believe I believe here in the U.S., HBO Max has the new series. I think it's yeah till twenty twenty five. I believe this is all the classic stuff. I think uh, it is. Well, the classic stuff. No, the no, classic it, stuff is no, on it's, BBC. It's new Who. Yeah, the cl- the classic stuff is on Britbox. On Britbox, sorry, it's on Britbox. And, yeah, okay. it's on Britbox, yeah. and I don't know how long that'll last. Um, uh, you know, I I don't know if. You know, I don't know what Disney's plans are. I would think that Disney's plans were as soon as the contract was up with uh, Max that it would consolidate that into their mm-hmm. app. But who knows? I mean, they've, uh, as we're probably going to talk about, I mean, they're they're going ahead and re- re- um, calling this new season of Doctor Who season one. So right. which mean which tells me mm-hmm. they don't plan anytime soon to have any other seasons prior to this because they don't want to confuse people so right nope totally makes sense it is kind yeah, of i weird. don't think they care about confusing people no they don't i think i think the issue is just that hbo max has the rights yep. for mm-hmm. a certain amount of time and so it's not going to move off hbo max mm-hmm. or max or whatever the hell they're calling it at this point point. and it's not the, um, it's not the first time new who has moved around anyway so Oh no, it moves around mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. So, so with uh, it being season one, is it now new new who? New new who. <laughs> yeah. New it's new who squared. Just like just like new 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 York, right? Yes. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. RTD two. Or yeah. RTD two. RTD two. Or we could just name it to Judy Who. Judy Who. Judy Who. Judy Who season one. So there you go. So, yeah. I mean, we're already starting to see that the way that, I mean, I, I think uh, when we were, we had the wonderful pleasure of having um, Kieran join us uh, for Earth Station One this week. And we talked off Ailer about some of this stuff. And he said that, you know, he, he pointed out, and quite rightly so, that at least in the United States, they've been packaging the the video releases, the Blu-rays and whatnot, the, uh, as certain seasons, depending on the doctor. So, it's like for season one of the third doctor, season one of the fourth doctor, season one of a, so they have been breaking it up anyway. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's just a, that's just following that trend that they're, that they think that American audiences, you know, need that kind of thing. Cause I think American audiences are stupid. Well, for the most yeah. part, a lot of them. Well, are. well yeah. I mean, they're not they're wrong. Not there. wrong no, that's and we true. did it, you know. I mean, it's not a big deal. I've seen people really up in arms about it, and that—I mean, come on, man. There's a lot of other things to worry about. Yeah, this. yeah I, mean, I don't care at all. I just want good writing. Exactly. That's all I care about. Yeah, exactly. You can call that, it whatever number you want. Yeah. We it can actually, call it ten, one, two, three, exactly. nine, one, nine, one, eleven, one, two, three. Exactly. I don't care. Quality, we're good. Exactly. 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 So yeah, I think we'll, you know. It'll be interesting to see what they do. And so when Dr. 15 regenerates into 16, who, you know, they're already saying, you know, the Radio Times has already come out and said, who's going to be the next doctor after two? Already? <laughs> yes. Yep. Oh, they always do that. They do, but that's yeah. so... But it's because we've only filmed two out of his three seasons already. It's, yeah, well. it's Idris Elba, isn't it? Right? Yeah, it's of course Elba. it is. It's got to be. 
Wow. I thought the actress who plays Yaz is going to be the next doctor, so it's okay. So it's Graham. Oh, it's going to be Graham, of course. He's always the next. Or it'll be. I was going. I think it's always been Graham. Bite your tongue, young. (laughs) It always will be. Bite your tongue, young lady. (laughs) (laughs) I heard that. So, um, in an interview, RTD said, uh, no retcon of the timeless child. But yeah, he doesn't have yeah to. he's just going to ignore it. He's, he's just going to ignore it. it. Like, it's just, it's just like, uh, the doctor being half human on his mother's side. You never say it again and it goes away. Yeah. He, didn't, he didn't say he was going to go, like, he didn't say he was going to use it. No. <laughs> he, just, he just said that he was going to, you know, pretty much respect what, what Chris did and not undo it. And that's right. that's a lot different than like building on it or doing anything with it, you know. And that's, right. I mean, that's fair, you know. Yeah. I mean, after yeah, all, they are, they are close associates. Uh, they are friends or whatever. So, um, you know, I mean, this I, makes I sense. and and yeah, I, I just don't think, you know, it's not on RTD's radar. I would not expect to see anything related to Chibnall's run, uh, anyway. I mean, mm-hmm. let him. If anything, we're just going to, like, I think Moffat's run is probably going to be skipped over, too, for that matter. Nobody nobody yes. seems to care about that. But um, <laughs> but I think RTD, he's made it clear he's going to go right back to where, like, he left off. Uh, right. And with literally. Which, with the with, Doctor and Donna. Like, I mean, which, which makes the 10th anniversary uh, ideal, because it, it's a, a, a wonderful jumping-off point. If you've yeah, done nothing true. in the past 10 years, watch this. Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. You know, you could just end with, you know, the last Dr. Donna story and then start up with this next one that's coming up, the Star Beast. So, you know, it would be almost like you didn't miss a thing. So but you did. I know. But, you know, also in the same interview, RTD said he does have four years of stories already plotted out, which is pretty amazing, actually. Yeah, as long as he doesn't try to tell them in one year. Exactly. <laughs> I think he's been writing them all along. I don't think he ever stopped writing them. And and let's hope he gets, you know, a chance to end them on his terms. Yeah. Uh, because unfortunately we've seen what happens if creators who have ambition have plans, multi-year plans, multi-season plans, and they don't, you know, things happen and they don't get to play out the way that they wanted him to. Well, of and course, because that's what happened with Moffat, because he had all these yes. different plans. Um, he had all his eggs in a in a big old basket, and then someone and Matt Smith and someone else came and turned the basket over, and all the eggs just looked dumb. He threw a fez on it and basically <laughs> said, "I'm leaving." <laughs> yeah. so. Well, I'll, I'll, I will honestly admit the whole uh, Jenna Coleman deciding that she was going to leave, and he wrote a beautiful way to end her arc, and then had to rewrite her back for the season yeah. she for her to come back yeah that yeah. one was like oh you're you can be a great writer but oh you that 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 was difficult mm-hmm. yeah i mean when a, when a writer is forced to do something it's all it's you know it's seldom going to be as good as you know what they want to do mm-hmm. he actually had a really good ending for her and mm-hmm. and then she she changed her mind yeah, i know i was like yeah, just go away. Clara. Instead, instead, she just fly away, away into a with me into a space diner. You know, yeah. I, yeah. I mean that, and that's that's a shame <laughs> because I really did like that character so much until, until that, and I'm like, now I despise you. 
<laughs> Curses. Anyway. Curses for your king. You're going to have to play the queen instead. <laughs> well, I hope I hope when we get to in a few minutes when we get to review the fiftieth, I hope she didn't trigger you on that. Uh-oh. No, absolutely not. I loved her in the fiftieth. Yeah, right. <laughs> but it's interesting, you know. So I think that's all the news I had. Did I miss anything, though? No, I think you pretty much hit all of it. The only other one was more of a rumor than anything. Do tell. And it was rumors of a split regeneration for the 60th. No, we're not, we're not talking oh, yeah. about that. And that's a rumor. So We talked about that. Was, that. Yeah, we actually already talked about that. A couple that. weeks back. Um, mm-hmm. The other one was the Daleks. We'll have a special edition colorized feature length cut with new music, sound, and effects airing on BBC4 on the 23rd of November. Yes, they're taking a seven part story and putting it into 75 minutes. <laughs> wow. Do, do, wow. Is, is that something mm-hmm. we're going to get a chance to see at all? Probably next year. We're not going to get to see it this year. <laughs> well, a lot of a lot of the special stuff that they're doing for the anniversary, they want, you know, especially with the whole Disney thing, they want the you the BBC and UK want, want it have special for the uk they're Mm -hmm. trying to really push on that and you know the u.s you know and the rest of the world you know is almost we've always been secondary it's always been you know yeah well that's that's because they're really short-sighted it's because according to rtd more things will be added to the hooniverse iplayer page but it's again yet to be confirmed that the content's going to be on disney plus yeah yeah And, you know, Disney's going through so much anyway. It's not even, I mean, they don't know what they're doing over there anyway. No. Um, the only thing I wanted to mention too, Mike, is to follow up, because uh, we've talked about it a couple times in our news items, but uh, um, a comic writer I, I admire a lot, Dan Slott, who wrote um, Spider-Man for a long time for Marvel Comics, finally got his dream and wrote a Doctor Who story. And that story is available in hardcover starting November 7th. So as you're, as you, as this comes out, you should be able to buy it at all stores. Yes, that will be available in the States, not just in Britain. Um, I'll take that, UK. But, uh, <laughs> this one, uh, looks very epic. Um, it's a, uh, 10th Doctor and Martha Jones story, uh, featuring, um, Daleks, Cybermen, and a bunch of other fun stuff. And there's some bonuses in there too. So uh, I'm really looking forward to this. So I'm going to try to get it this week and check it out, um, especially since uh, it seems like the BBC is going to deny me any other way to celebrate the Doctor Who anniversary <laughs> <laughs> without an iPlayer. Oh, yeah. Oh, as of the 6th of November, um, they did have the premiere of Starbeast they, in the UK. They actually had an event. And a lot of old companions actually came for it. And it was got a very, very well received um, by the folks who got to see it. So, of course, they got to see it for free. So, of course, they're going to say it was great, you know, type of. <laughs> and, you know, we even got to see, you know. They, do, they want to be invited to more. Well, it's interesting. <laughs> even uh, Carol Ann Ford came for it. And, oh, wow. And it was awesome to see her. And it's like, why can't they just redcon her? Well, not even redcon her, bring her in for the 60th anniversaries and, you know, have her regenerate into Sus- a new Susan or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, the second Susan. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. That would be cool. That would be awesome. And, you know, I still think she's the timeless child, but that's a whole different story, you know. 
Talk to me over some apple pie sometime. I'll, I'll tell you my theories on that one. <laughs> so, you know, so I think there's a lot of cool stuff there. Um, you guys, did you, I put onto the um, Facebook group, um, the trailer or the preview they have for the 60th anniversary that they did. Um, it has all the different doctors in it, the companions. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting because they even had the Ruth doctor in there. It wasn't that a fan made? Yeah, it was fan made. Thing was it fan made? It was. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it, it was, was really well made. done. Yeah, it was good. They did a great job. Yeah, yeah it was beautifully. It was done. very, uh, you know. But it was fan made. I got the feels. It gave me the feels. So <laughs> way to go, fan. But yeah, that was not. not yeah, Doctor Who's 60th anniversary universe. If that's fan made, bravo! Come on, that is. <laughs> oh just, yeah, it's <laughs> fan made. It was yeah. awesome. So. So. I think that is it for Doctor Who News. I told you it was going to be a long one, folks. And we haven't even gotten to the review of the 50th anniversary yet. Let's take a quick break and we'll be back in a moment. We are going to review Day of the Doctor. Hi, I'm Joe Heath. I'm Tony Heath. And we host the Watchathon a Rassilon. A podcast where we're watching through all of classic Doctor Who. Nope, we've already done that. We did? Well, then now what do we do? What do we two do? We review New Who. Ooh, we two review New Who? We do, just for you. Who? Not you, them, the listeners of the podcast. Ah. The Watchathon of Rassilon. Now we review New Who too. Woohoo! all of them there's one life i've tried very hard to forget great men are forged in fire it is the privilege of lesser men to light the flame Welcome back. Now we're going back to November 23rd, 2013. They actually did it on the anniversary, folks. (laughs) It was actually the 50th anniversary, the day of the doctor. And it was awesome. It was neat to be able to watch it in real time. We actually had a small get together here at the house to celebrate and watch it. And we had a couple of friends come over and then in the evening, I remember our friends, when there was a Hulanta, they actually had an event at um, the Holiday Inn where they had their regular convention at the time. And they were, they actually had, showed it again and they actually showed the five ish doctors 
and also uh, Night of the Doctor. So they sh and they had panels and thank goodness Alan was nice enough to include our station who in that at that time. Awesome. Because I think yeah, we, that was that we was were only fun. a year old at the time. I think doing the podcast. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we've been reviewing Earth, uh, Doctor Who on our station one for a couple of years. I think before that. Oh yeah. But but yeah, we had only um, yeah started this show. On, because we started this show because people were saying on our station one, we like what you're talking about, but you're talking way too much about Doctor Who. So, <laughs> so I we, and Walking Dead, we got that from Walking Dead too. Yeah, we got Walking um, Dead too. So, but uh, no, we um we reviewed uh, originally we reviewed Day of the Doctor on episode fifty five of this podcast. So that's how long ago it was. So, what about you guys, Mary? You weren't with the show yet, and of course, Melanie and Scott. Um, did you guys watch it? Um, oh, that, yeah, that it was oh, yeah, <laughs> go for it. You have first. you guys seen it before? No, just kidding. You never saw <laughs> it. What? Wait, wait, there was a 50th anniversary. <laughs> what dimensions in time wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, we had a, a party at our house and we also got a chance to see it in theaters. Oh, so awesome. oh that's awesome. That, that was fun. Did you see the 3D version? No. Okay. No. But it was cool to have the uh, retro opening titles. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, happen. yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I loved, you know, the, they had the Trotters Lane and how it was yes. black and white and faded into color. The yep. Constable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, perfect. So, Melanie, what about you? I actually hadn't gone back into Doctor Who yet. I had bought, I want to say maybe I saw the fit. I remember seeing a lot of my friends had went to see it. I remember them talking about that they went to see the Doctor Who 50th. One of them saw it in 3D. Um, and then that's kind of a little bit of me getting back into Who. And I think I want to say within a year after, maybe it was like a few months after it had aired. Um I forget how I was able to, I forget how I was able to watch it. I'm thinking some bootleg copy got, got to me somehow. Um, and then, cause I was at the point of trying to get back into who, right. Um, but no, I kind of, I, I regretted that I was, uh, that I missed my journey back into who, and I missed the opportunity to see it live in a theater. So that was my little, uh, you know, oh, yeah. lost, but no, that is awesome. You know, when 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 you saw it, what were like? Did it live up to the hype? It did. Um, that was one where it was like I I was just I had watched nine. I was watching. I was in the middle of watching ten. Um, I had not. That was actually my introduction to Matt Smith's Doctor because I had not seen him. Oh, I mean, I seen him like uh, Vincent and the Doctor. I think got me back into trying it again. And I was still going into my sequential order, and then fiftieth had happened, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna. I'm skipping here we go um and then i didn't feel as if i was being taken out of context so badly where i'm like well i don't know who clara is i'm not really don't know who matt smith is but i was able to still understand what was going on and at that point even with the war doctor knowing oh well this is new for everybody so it's not like i have to you know i'm trying to fill fit in what or piece together what was going on um but yeah, but then of course when the curator showed up and I remembered mm. hearing that voice and then remembering when I was a, little, a wee Mel Mel watching it with my father um with the Tom Baker area I was like oh 
you know so of that course. made me just overjoyed and yeah so I, I very very much fondly look look back at the 50th and just absolutely adore that I absolutely adore adore the whole production and everything about it I'm an apologist 50th apologist uh, no no reason to be an apologist. wait 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 yeah I want to put a pin in that like yeah. do we have to apologize for the 50th yeah, there's no- well, just how much I will flail and just keep talking about it and keep switching right back to the conversation to the 50th and how, oh, yeah. like, to me, it's like the greatest episode ever. And everyone, I, you know, I, I hold a couple of episodes probably a little, little higher than this, but to me, this is so slight. Yeah, yeah slight you, know, you, you know me, you know me. <laughs> <laughs> and for those people listening who don't know me, that's completely wrong. It's um, at its best. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Go there uh, with trial and a time warmer for him. <laughs> I, I think Day of the Doctor is is brilliant. I think it's brilliant. I think it's oh man, it's it it's it's better than it better than has any right to be. It's it's perfect for an anniversary, but it's all, like an anniversary special. But it's also just one of the best written things that anybody's ever brought to doctor who as well as uh it's i i don't know it, it, it i can't speak to the fact that if it stands on its own because you know i i have so much history with doctor who and i don't even have as much as some of these people here uh on this podcast but but uh but it it just hits everything right um and i'm not saying it's perfect but man it's about as close as you can get <laughs> for and, me i say it's perfect that's just that, that yeah I, I mean I, if we're grading on a curve yeah good luck <laughs> good luck finding something that's going to beat this i mean yeah. i do i my favorite doctor who story of all time is human nature family of blood so that i put a little bit above this one but man it's not much i mean if if there this is the reason that five tardises are like made because because this is a brilliant piece of work and yeah i can't i can't stop gushing about it either That's I, awesome. I remember at the time there was so much pressure on Stephen moffat yeah, yeah, yeah. don't screw up don't screw up yeah, yeah. and he yeah. hit it out of the park and oh my god i i my my whole family was so excited about about this coming and scared and that 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 it was going to be messed up but i remember watching it with my sister and my mother and we all just loved it loved it from the beginning to the end loved it starting with night of the doctor oh seeing, what a seeing beautiful Paul mcgann yeah. again yeah i mean wow that was that was amazing it's and, interesting because and... for me it actually began even before that at the end of name of the doctor when, mm-hmm. you know clara went into the doctor's time stream Mm-hmm. And, and you know the doctor went out which after. we all loved yeah of course it was awesome to see because <laughs> you know Clara is the most important girl in the universe but it was interesting because at the very end you know you saw you know introducing john hurt as the war doctor yes. and we were all like what what yeah exactly <laughs> and it's it to be continued and it was just like what the hell and because they they didn't even introduce him as the war doctor, they just said as the doctor, and it was just like, huh? So we had no idea what the hell was going on. And then I remember that it was like a Tuesday morning. I was getting ready for work, and a friend texted me, "Mike, Mike, you've got to see this. You've got to see this. It just came out." 
and it was night of the doctor and i was watching it on my phone and i just when you know paul mcgann popped back up and it was like oh i'm a doctor but not the doctor you were maybe <laughs> expecting and I just started screaming and Judy was still sleeping and she was like, you ran in. Are you okay? It's the, it's the eighth doctor. He's back. Oh my God. And I didn't even finish watching it at that moment. Cause I was just screaming so much and it was just awesome. And then you got the sisters of Karn on top of it. And that's right. Yes. <laughs> and so it was just like, wow, this is just, you know, it was just great to see. And then this, you know, I enjoyed the three doctors. I enjoyed the five doctors. We're not talking about the two doctors. And then we had this. Oh, and Time Clash, right? Time Clash, yeah. You had Time Clash, which was wonderful. But this blew it into a whole nother level. I think in a lot of ways, I think this is Stephen Moffat's masterpiece. And yeah. it yeah. is... It hit on so many different levels. Yes, it was filmed, you know, for movies. It was filmed like a film. And it was not filmed like a TV show. And literally every scene felt grand. It felt huge. Mm -hmm. And I loved, you know, seeing Tenet back. I loved seeing, you know, and I loved seeing, you know, unit i loved we got introduced to osgood for the first time we got to see you know kate stewart again because she had a brief appearance in what the power of three before this and then her reaction when the tardis was being carried on the helicopter <laughs> we're bringing the tardis to you you know to us and it's like yes i know i'm in it <laughs> yes which rtd is doing a callback to in the 60th according to the trailer and so it just it was wonderful. And I'm sorry, I keep waiting to see hear you say like you were you were you know you were loving seeing yes uh, Billy I'm Piper waiting back. for that too. <laughs> actually, I, I, I've I said this the last time. I actually enjoyed Billy Piper in this as the moment because she wasn't Rose. She wasn't the mm -hmm. struck puppy. Like I have always, I've said on the show multiple times, I liked Billy Piper with Nine because she was a true companion. But, you know, with Tennant, she was the love-struck whatever. But, you know, as the moment, I thought she was great. And she worked very, very well with John Hurt. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She so, really did. So it was pretty awesome. I, I liked a lot of it. And, you know, to see the Fez pop out of the time <laughs> <laughs> was just like, oh, God, here we go. Well, I really enjoyed John Hurt's performance, especially in compared to the the modern two, and uh, you know, uh, it's Granddad versus the Chin and Santos, you know, <laughs> right. and the, the fact that. that you know, like, what are you pointing your uh, screwdriver at them for? It's a tool, not a you know, squirt gun. What are you going to uh, do? Build them a set of you know, build, build them a cabinet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> build them a cabinet. <laughs> I, I love that because. It it has turned into uh, a lightsaber uh, weapon tool. I mean, it, you know, it, it it's has, a catch-all. It's, it's a MacGuffin. Yeah, it's a MacGuffin, but it has turned into the offensive weapon of the Doctor. Uh, and so, pointing it like a phaser or other or other weapon has become almost natural, right? So 
here's a more of a classic doctor pointing out, hey, what's with this? You know, which remind you, it's a screwdriver. Uh, so I liked the, the crotchety uh, older persona, and I also liked how it all fit in with the fact that, you know, the, the, this one event is going to trickle through all of them from this point forward, and mm-hmm. how each one of them copes with it. Uh, and at the end, when he realizes that he's not going to be able to retain that they actually saved Galfrey, that's, you know, a very sad moment. But, you know, nothing they can do about it, right? So it was... Uh, but you could see a sense of that relief where the John Hurt Doctor could proclaim he is worthy of being called the Doctor again, even if for a, a brief moment in his own mind. So that was great. And then, of course, uh, you know, uh, Tom coming back as the curator, and that's just fantastic. And there's something that he says during that uh, interaction that maybe in the future you will come across some older faces revisit some older faces. Mm-hmm. Is this not a direct link to the next anniversary special? I mean... Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was, honestly, that was think, really I, well. Go ahead, Mel. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I honestly think that they're going to utilize that part of of the, you know, I'm going to revisit some of my, you know, some of your old favorite faces and that they can use that to to lengthen the doctor's timeline so that who knows maybe a thousand years further in his timeline he decides oh you know what i want to be the seventh doctor again and then he can come back now and see it you know that kind of <laughs> somebody somebody off camera is shaking their head i am i'm nodding <laughs> i mean i don't know where they you know i don't know where steven was going to go with it um, you know, like I, I would love for there, you know, to be like a, a, a companion book or something that really dove into the making of this from inception to mm-hmm. execution to, uh, because I'd love to see like, you know, the initial plan, because I think we all know or heard anyway, that, that, uh, Chris Fragelston was supposed to be the, right. the doctor that it yeah. was supposed to be the three of them. The storyboards. Um, but of course it was mm-hmm. made pretty clear that Chris was like not interested at the time. So they had to, you know, they had to swerve and, and work around that. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons that Billy Piper's in there. Cause she kind of connects that, that period um, or represents that period uh, in, in this for new who, but um uh, the story, I mean, my, my, some of my favorite stories are are stories that are 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 are, are about the Doctor without being the Doctor. But this one is probably the most the, the, the time that we are most focused on the Doctor, as far as a storyline goes. Uh, as far as a story goes, this is about him. It's about three of him. It's about him dealing with something. It's about what it means to be the Doctor what it what it represents to him what it represents to the universe um it's a very personal story but it's told in this epic fashion it's just um i don't know if i and i and you know it's brilliant but recently in order to prepare for this i had received the novelization uh written by stephen moffat quite some time ago and i thought well you know now that we're revisiting this it's a good time to read that because i've never read it before and my god it is essential reading it is essential reading 
to it enhances the uh, the enjoyment of this of the actual production because I watched it again after I read the novelization. It, it tells you kind of what Stephen would have done if he'd had the budget of, you know, like Cleopatra, <laughs> the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like if he'd had like the big, big, big budget, like things he would have done. Uh, it involves a lot of characters that didn't get to make it into the series. Uh, Ro- uh, River Song being one of them. Uh, it uh, it even has an appearance by the 13th Doctor. Um, uh. And it's kind of did get to that in this. No. Oh, by the 13th doctor. No, 13th doctor. Oh, 12th. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it, 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 it's a lot of it's told from pers- first person point of view, but you got to figure out, you got to work because you got to figure out who is telling the story. Um, every chapter is, is told from a different point of view it's very challenging, very complicated, but it's also a hell of a lot of fun. There's a lot of Easter eggs in there. There's a lot of winks at the uh, at the reader, uh, especially if you're a Doctor Who fan. It is brilliant. It is a brilliant piece of of work, and uh, it just enhances, I think, what what the uh, the fiftieth anniversary special ended up being. But I think it's even more so in the in the novel. So I, I can't recommend that enough. Oh, awesome. That's awesome. It's funny because because of your recommendation, I've actually stuck that into my Amazon shopping cart. It's gonna yeah, be- I mean, I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> I mean, I, I do not think you will disappoint it. I know most of you well enough, and most of you, I mean, look, it's one of those things that if you are, if you love Stephen Moffat and you love what he's done and love the 50th anniversary, Day of the Doctor, I think you will love this. If you are a Stephen Moffat hater, which there are those out there, then this will annoy the piss out of you. Like this, like, cause it's, I don't think there's anything more Moffat Doctor Who than this novel. Uh, this is more Doctor Who than Moffat than anything he ever was able to do on screen. Um, this is Stephen without a, without restrictions, without a budget, without anything, just his pure love of Doctor Who. Like, but, but it also reminds me, cause sometimes when you watch this, it's easy to get caught up in the, oh, that's fun. Look at the two doctors interact. Now there's three doctors and they're interacting and it's fun. And it's all like, it's really witty and funny and, and, and all of that sand shoes and all these lines are fun. But at the center of this story, it's about a guy who does a very, very, very horrible thing, a horrible thing. And is trying to make peace with it. And uh, that comes across, I think a lot more in the novel because it's so easy to get caught up in, David and Matt interacting together. They're so great together, aren't they? They have like, mm-hmm. I mean, talk about like having chemistry. <laughs> no, um, it's true. And that was one of the things, you know, you did get it in this still because, you know, you still had, you know, they were like they, when they were in the prison cell. Yes. They were yeah. like, he was like going, you know, how many, you know, how many and right. You know, Matt's doctor was like, oh, I don't know. You know, I didn't, I never thought about it. And David's had the count right there. And it's like, and that was, that was interesting. And he was like, uh, you know, he was like yelling at Matt Smith's doctor. You've forgotten them. You forgot already, you know? And he says, and it was interesting because he saw it on Matt's face. And Matt always, when we've talked about this in the past, he always 
had went from being very goofy and hands flying around to being very serious and you know almost scary serious and 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 david could do that too and isn't it beautiful the moment where they're kind of bantering around and they're like you know like you know who are you talking to i'm talking to myself and they're both like ah you know mm-hmm. and then and then john hurt shows up and they're both like oh man the shit just got real like they're just yeah, both yeah. like they both have these faces like why What's the hell are you doing here? here? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this isn't fun anymore. No, yeah. exactly. It was, and it was the chemistry between them when they were showing each other their sonic screwdrivers. Mine's bigger than yours. But also the way John Hurt plays it, because he doesn't go, he doesn't go overboard. He's not, he's not angry. He's just, he's tired. He's mm-hmm. worn out. He's mm-hmm. sad. Exhausted. He's resigned. He's, he's despairing. Yep. And, and that just made it, you know, the, what, what he was going through so real because this is somebody who's considering genocide twice over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and because he is so, so desperate in this war. Mm-hmm. No, it's true. It's very, very true. And his character, you could feel from the very first scene where you see him, you know, you know, shooting the no more, you could feel the weight on him. And, you know, he's been fighting this war for probably hundreds of years. That's why you get John Hurt to do this, because you can't, they don't have time, they don't have the budget to show everything that he's been through. But you just look at John Hurt in that moment and you're like, man, that guy's been through a lot. <laughs> yeah. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> he will he will he will convey that. Whatever you need, he will convey that. And that's like it's just it's a beautiful performance by him. God mm-hmm. may he rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where it's like one thing that I was very endearing to Clara is when they were sitting there mm-hmm. having the tea and she looks at him and says that comments that his eyes are so young mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah because he hasn't and that she yet. can see that She's yeah that's the difference literally. between him and the other two the other two look younger but they they're the ones who are carrying the weight yeah mm-hmm. right that's true and that made me think of also like you know when she when river song met the 10th doctor in silence in the library how young you are you know and mm-hmm. right and it, it i got that same vibe from that and it was it was just real interesting with that and it was it was just awesome i remember um mary you'll remember this when we saw john hurt at um gallifrey and we got to see him speak and it was just he had so much admiration for stephen moffat for that script and for playing this role and it was just awesome it really was so it was pretty awesome. And and it was funny because I wanted to go up there and ask him about working with Mel Brooks. And, she's like, <laughs> and it's like, listen to Doctor Who Con. Don't do this. <laughs> Somebody beat me to it. Cause, really? Oh, yeah. Because you know, John Hurt got his, one of his early roles was The Elephant Man. And who was the producer of The Elephant Man? Mel Brooks. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty awesome. So, you know, I didn't want to say, you know, because he never starred in, well, he was in Spaceballs. So John Hurt was. 
Yeah. And the, the alien, mm-hmm. alien, yeah, alien, not aliens. Yep, exactly. So it was pretty cool to see, but it was great. I'm Clara was awesome in this. Mm-hmm. I, I liked her a lot and it wasn't the over the top Clara. Like we got later with the 12th doctor. No. Well, yeah. I mean, this was a time too. when like, we had just seen Clara, like as the like most important girl in the universe, Clara. So, and I don't think any of us really appreciated the use of that. So going into this, we didn't like, I don't think any of us were like huge Clara fans at that time. What what I thought was interesting was the, the, the lesson plan that she's doing just before. Yeah. Um, is stop asking about being a good man and be one. And I'm thinking like, wow, if that is not a, uh, a harbinger for a whole season of episodes dealing with her. Oh my god, and the doctor, you know, stop asking if you're a good man, be one. Um, that would have resolved uh that whole storyline. And I, I don't know if anybody intentionally knew that when they were writing those other episodes, you know, in the future, but uh it was kind of odd. Mm-hmm. I mean it was so on point. I think it is kind of odd too that, you know, after the events of this, Matt Smith's doctor should have a weight lifted off of him. Right. But he doesn't. But it, yeah, you're right, Scott. He doesn't seem to. In fact, once we get Capaldi, it seems to double down right. on that way. And I, I, I don't know. I'd, I'd have to go back and rewatch that some of that stuff. But I'm not sure where that comes from. And the other uh, thing too is that the, the, the marching orders at the end of this m- movie is I'm yeah. going home the long way round, and they just. Sorry, they play with with Calfrey. You know, is mm-hmm. it there? Is it not? Is it in a pocket dimension? Is it not? Is it accessible? Is it not? And it's almost like you know, every time they bring it, it's just to destroy it. You know, or make it out of reach again two seconds later, or make them turn into all zombies, or <laughs> Cybermen, or yeah. you know, another pocket dimension. It seemed odd to you know do the one thing to undo the Time Wars big event, which is destroying Gallifrey, and then not go looking for it, not trying to reestablish it, and then basically play with it again. Mm-hmm. It, what was the point of writing that very specific ending with that very hopeful, I know what I'm doing now, uh, and then take the next season and just not touch it with a 10-foot pole? Yeah, that really surprised me, too, because I was expecting the next season is, oh, we're going to be looking for Gallifrey the whole, right. the whole season. Yeah. And and that would have been a great arc, actually, That's for them right. to follow. And instead, what we got and was, well... Just went away. Yeah. Instead, what we got was, while you were sleeping, I went and looked, couldn't find it, gave up. And, you know, and you're like, really? Wow. That's just mm-hmm. weird. That was, yeah. And it's not yeah. like there was a gigantic change in writing staff. I mean, so, who knows? There's probably some behind-the-scenes reason. But Well, uh, well yeah. I was hoping you guys would know. Mm. No. <laughs> he got, he got Sorry. bored. Uh, he I mean, idea. that's the other thing I'd kind of like to know, too, is that, you know, we got, you know, I mean, sometime in that time period, we got word that Matt was not going to was gonna leave. This was the it for him or whatever. Right. And so Stephen had to like, you know, compress and, and shorten a lot of storytelling things that he wanted to do. And that's why, unfortunately, Matt's run, uh, you know, at the end when it, when it's time of the doctor, right? Time of the doctor, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
um, is just, you know, as brilliant as this is, Time of the Doctor is just, just falls apart. It's just, it's, it's just, it's yeah. just, it's just not, it's not, not good. Yeah. I, I, I must admit, I, I, it's, it seems to be painful for me, even me as a Moffat fan to like revisit that one because it just seems like it's just nothing's connecting on that one. Um, yeah. I don't think I've ever on. gone back and rewatched that because I just don't want to see it again. Yeah. I, there's, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I don't want to go, I don't want to go uh, driving by that train wreck again. Once we don't have to review it ever again. I didn't <laughs> intend to bash any, any, uh, uh, any, any particular era. It just, it just seemed odd to me that there was such a specific, plan and then to not do it I mean, I, there's got to be a story out there somewhere yeah there's got to be i mean i'm sure you know people know you know or whatever i don't know if that you know has been really documented but i i would be curious about that too like what what happened after this as far as moffat's time on doctor who and and what he was right. planning and what he was working with and all that kind of stuff and and you know there was some great stuff that happened after this i so don't get me wrong yeah. some really great stuff and i I'm a big fan of Capaldi. I think we all really enjoyed uh, his performance as the doctor. Yeah. And that's the, we get, we get Missy in that run too. And that was great. Right. Um, but there was like, there were mistakes made uh, for sure in that, in that series and uh, in that series of series or whatever. Um, and yeah, it seemed like it was disappointing, but, but not to, not to dwell on the aftermath too much, yeah. but, but I mean, you know, I I can't blame him for not being able to follow up one of the most brilliant things on TV I've ever seen. Right? Yeah. It would have been would have been hard to top this. Yeah. Right. No, very good point. Very good point. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, when you when you when you when you do something like this, you know, I, I you know, I'm just glad that we have this. I mean, this has been uh, this, like I said, Day of the Doctor is one of the highlights of the whole franchise for me. Yep. Oh, very much so. It was. It was a great story that, and it moved very smoothly. It never dragged. Mm. And, you know, it's a 70. If anything, you're like, I want more. Oh, so much more. Mm -hmm. So, so much more. So I thought that was pretty awesome. I um, didn't think there was really any weak points to the story, which is great. You know, even the stuff with Queen Elizabeth, it was awesome. No, I mean, that Mm -hmm. stuff, like, like, it doesn't seem to fit in, but, you know, uh when when the war doctor at the end says you know she didn't the moment just didn't take me to a it's just a random time she took me to the exact place i needed to be because they needed you know they it was all about finding that technology that could that that mm-hmm. time lord time painting whatever technology right yeah um so that was that was great it was a great use of the zygons i love the zygons from the classic and this is i think their reintroduction in the new who is that yep. yeah it was the first yeah. time they appeared since the tom baker era so good so good uh uh hate and and osgood are so good uh on the unit side of it they're fun to watch i mean even if it's not even when the doctor's not on or the doctors are not on screen it's like it's still fun to watch these these folks yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Osgood was was awesome, and I, I loved her her uh, work work appropriate cosplay. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah. it does seem like 
you know, in some ways, the events of the end of this sort of kind of repeat in later with Capaldi and the Zygon two-parter, yeah. which is really well done too. But it's like, yeah, didn't we already do this? Like, mm-hmm. um, but it's it still works and it's still great. But it's almost like that two-parter seems like an extended version of of what happens here. But um, but it's still it's still really cool. Um, and for my money. You know, I, I, like I said, I, I continue to gush, but for me, nobody does time travel stuff better than Steven. Like nobody. No, he for really sh- gets it. <laughs> he gets it. He has fun with it. He he always has this unique take on stuff that you can do with it. Like it's just his brain when it comes to working with time and what you can play around with is just unlike anybody else who's ever worked on this franchise. Mm, it's always been great. And he actually used time travel properly, you know, you know, he Mm -hmm. used it to its full extent. And I loved how at the beginning of this episode, when the doctor was in the museum and then Kate was taking him down to the lower levels and the uh, other, you know, unit, I guess, scientist got a phone call and it was the doctor further. Right. (laughs) And it was just like, and that was just perfect. That worked perfectly. So. There are there are two moments in this as many times as I've watched it, and I just watched it again this afternoon. I thought Billy Piper was the only moment in this one. There, yeah, there's two no there's, there's two moments in this that make my that give me chills to this day. Like they make my hand my hair stand in. One is uh when we see the angry eyebrows. Oh, that was just mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I mean, even though I've seen Capaldi now, it's still like it still works when the guy says 13, like he goes, 13, no, 13, and it's just, just that shot of his eyes. And you're like, Ooh, that, that, that works. And it was awesome when we saw, when, when we saw it with everybody at, when we go in to see it at, uh, Hulanta mm-hmm. and when they showed no 13 and they showed the eyebrows. You could have blown the roof off off of that. Off of that <laughs> we did. We yeah. did blow the roof off that hotel. Everyone was cheering. It was just like, yeah. It was just like, that was awesome. And and the other part that still gives me chills, just even thinking about it. And, and Melanie, this I'm right there with you. At the end, when all of a sudden you hear that voice, that booming voice, that just says, "You know, I think you just might." Mm. And you're like, "Holy shit." it's tom baker it's happening i so wish wish he so didn't blow that surprise that he was going to be in it i i don't care i've seen i know he's going to be in it and i watch it i've watched it several times i know what's going to happen i know what he's going to say i know when he's going to say it i know the words everything and it still (laughs) gives me chills and brings tears to my eyes I lucked out when I when I watched it. I didn't know. I didn't know. I, I didn't know. So I was okay, good there. And then, I mean, to this day, there's times where I mean, for the heck of it, I like watching reaction videos. And once in a while, YouTube will throw one that I've already seen before, and it's reacting to that and watching people just <sighs> just the tears just coming through. And you see other people looking like, "What's happening?" Like, shh, be alone. <laughs> like just grown men just crying their eyes out. And I'm like, I know. Oh, it's so so good. It. Oh man, it's just yeah. I mean, yeah. the other doctor showing up is fun too. That's a great moment. Um, but boy, those those two in particular. Ooh man, yeah. I guess it's because they mean a lot to me. But 
I'll admit there's only one tiny, tiny facet about this that I do not like. And I don't know what it was. Oh, but uh-oh. Remember, you, they could not do Tennant's hair correctly. No, like, what is that hair? What is that? <laughs> now, that now they would now they would CGI it in. Yeah, I know that they they can go back and fix it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> ten has the correct hair. Metacrisis ten has the correct hair, and then fourteen has the correct hair. Ugh, <laughs> I don't like that hair. I don't. Have, I don't like that flat hair. I uh, I did like the fact that when you finally see John Hurt regenerate. Uh, for a brief moment, you see, uh, just for a second, you see the eyes change. Yeah. And, and you know that it's, uh, the Night's Doctor. Right. And you're like, well, that's about as far as we're going to get as far, as far as a continuity regeneration. But, you know, hey, uh, at least yeah. it's done. Yeah. Cause Chris no. is like, nope, I'm not, I'm not doing that. But yeah, I mean, we, we do they, see, they we do see Chris earlier in that, um, he's one of the doctors that shows up at Gallifrey. But sure. The CGI doctors. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, it was it was fun to see that, and that was just a great great scene, you know, with all the Tardises flying around, and so it was cool to see. So, who here knows exactly which part they're clipping from? All the different episodes. Why, oh, oh, Scott? Yeah, <laughs> I I I have a life. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I will leave that to others. To, yeah, I don't to think I'm going to even speculate about that. Sure, yeah. we could find a website with it already. Or... I was going to say, I'm sure someone has tracked all of that. But... Yes. So, but yes, it was really neat to see, and bravo for a masterpiece. I really liked it, and I, you know, it was very, very well done. And oh god, I loved going when they went in, into the tenth Doctor's TARDIS, and you know, and it was like, oh, letting this place go a little bit, isn't it? And the, <laughs> round face. things, the round things are back. Do you know what these things do? No, no idea. <laughs> no idea. And then, of well, course, they didn't then, watch Dimensions in Time because then we figured out what obviously oh, they're all course. storage cubes. The storage yeah. cubes. <laughs> There's a Cyberman behind there, a Time Lord, you know exactly. It's where you can store your like frozen foods and stuff. Exactly, it's frozen storage. So what's, that's what the SNL sketch. What's the SNL sketch? You can you can hide your weed in there. Exactly. So that's where Adric's been hiding. It's pretty much the whole time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Adric. <laughs> oh boy! All right. Um, On that note, <laughs> yeah. Any final thoughts before? Should we even rate this? Because. I'm I'm assuming all a million tardises. Five, five yeah. yeah, how many how many tardises are at the end? 13, 14. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it's uh and it gets better every time I watch it, which is mm-hmm. I mean, that's crazy. Like I don't I don't get that. Like that's just amazing. Things don't do this. Um that's what makes it special. This is the this is the this is one of those things where as a as a writer and creator myself, I watch it and I'm nice I feel like I, on the one hand, I'm, I so enjoy it so much. And then on the other hand, I'm like, why do I even bother? Because like, this is, this is so epic and well done. Like this is, I'm not even, I can't even imagine being on the league. So good luck RTD. <laughs> because now we're yeah. going into 60th anniversary. Yeah, we expect you to top this. <laughs> exactly. RTD. Exactly. So you got, you've got big sand shoes to fill. <laughs> uh no i i mean obviously i can't expect everything to be as good as this but we know that this is the potential that this franchise has 
Mm -hmm. Oh, very much yes. so. When it's good, it is so good. Yes. Yes. Yep. Agree. Shinny, sand shoes, and grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What do you guys think? Is this something that can only, I mean, really, you have to be a Doctor Who fan to enjoy it to its fullest potential? Or do you think it's uh, accessible to uh, no, it's it's a great for the first thing that they it's ever a great sci-fi story. Yeah, I think it's accessible, yeah. but you're not you're not going to get the same thing out of it. You're not yeah. going to see you it on as many levels. Jokes. When they go into the uh, you know into the archive and you see all the pinned up information from other doctors and other companions and stuff mm -hmm. like that, I mean, sure. you have to be a, a fan to to really enjoy all that. But as far as like an introduction, I, I think it would work. Uh, you know, you have to be able to uh, comprehend science fiction in general and stuff like that. So, oh, sure. uh, you know, mm -hmm. if if you're uh, into sci-fi, I think this would be a good start. Very much so. I've used this as the starting point for a few friends and they've all kind of gotten hooked. And even then, I like using this because then if they tend to like Tenant or they like... Um, oh, you know which error to send them. They'll then go to which doctor they want to start to. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just would be afraid because I'm like, okay, um, as much as you might like this, they're not all this good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, don't, yeah try, I'm addicted. <laughs> you gotta hook them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, oh uh, yeah, this is really great. Um, it's all downhill from here. No, just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. And, wow. and then there's black working. Yeah, but after this, you get Cyber Brigadier. So there you go. Yeah, uh, I undo, don't undo. I, you know, I can point to like some of my other favorite Doctor Who stories that happen uh, in the franchise or that are in the franchise that I hold up to high regard. But there aren't many of them after that are, were made after this one. Most of the ones that I point to were made before this one. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think we've got anything on this kind of level since since right. then. Mm -hmm. um, no. I think there might be some exceptions, um, but nothing comes immediately to mind. It'll be very I mean, I interesting. Think Kevin Sent was a great episode. And sure. Oh yeah. That that was after this. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's there's moments, sure. Um, for sure. Uh, just not anything that Jim will did. No, just kidding. <laughs> Look, we waited like an hour and a half before I could bash some chibdle, right? I'm, I'm impressed. Ninety <laughs> minutes into a, a show. Wow. Mike's getting ready Mike. to wrap up this show. I got to figure out a way. This is Mike. That Michael. is the most most restraint I have ever seen. Wow. Michael, can I can I join in with you for a moment? The, the moment they announced that their you know RTD is coming back, and we're bringing back Murray Gold, and we're bringing back, and we're breaking our number one rule about can't, can't go back as far as regenerations. No, you know there are fans who would nitpick. You know, oh the the hat rack is supposed to be on the other side of the door, uh -huh. and 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 here we have David Tennant coming back, and everyone's like, all right, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm for it. You know, it's like this massive reset. So when the, the uh, uh, I don't care what you say. You know, when when a uh, reporter says, "So are we getting rid of the criminal era?" You're like, "Well, what would be the clue?" <laughs> you know, wow. and, and you know, I mean, it's like, holy hell, uh, you completely brought me. You know, it's just, it, and it happened to happen. I guess it was around the same week, uh, month that Disney announced that they're bringing back, you know, uh, their former CEO, right? So it was mm. kind of like, you know, both, you know, kind of like, like okay, look. You know, before you lose faith in us completely, here, let's, you know, let's give you what you, we think you love. 
you know, and, and it just sort of it just seems like, uh, you know, people will find what they like from the Tribunal era and it will be there and it'll be available. But, you know, I, I think this was a massive, hey, how do we, you know, we're going to part our new course. Who do we, what is the team we want? And, you know, so. Yeah, it's gonna be no, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think RTD looked at it and he was like, "Uh-oh, we're going to lose this program again." Yeah. <laughs> if uh if we don't uh start over. Yeah, I think uh yeah, I mean it, it there's a lot of and I mean Disney should appreciate this too because they did the same thing with Star Wars. When they came back with Force Awakens, they were like, "Let's let's bring right. back, you know, everything that was in the 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 series that everybody liked." Yeah. Uh including like all the plots. let's tell let's let's do it let's it's like a reboot but not a reboot right so right yep i I don't think we're gonna get a reboot um but uh i am really looking forward to see what we get yeah it's gonna whatever it's gonna be it's gonna be they've kicked the door open to a much larger universe right so that means room for more stories and as long as they're good stories then you know, hey, maybe this will uh, you know be the thing that will start them talk, thinking about having Classic Who on Disney Plus or something like that along the way. You know, mm-hmm. bring on the, very interesting to see. Bring on the Hooniverse. Exactly. And with that, we're going to wrap up tonight's episode. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. And we're real close now to the 60th anniversary. Even closer than we were than when we started this episode 90 minutes ago. (laughs) Want to thank our guests for being here. Melanie, thank you as always. Thank you. Thank you. Whenever whenever you want me on, I love talking with you all about Doctor Who. We love having you. Anything you want to promote? Uh, Just uh, my Instagram is Pieces of Melee. And um, starting to wane from conventions, getting ready for holiday season, and going to start doing more paintings live on my Instagram stream. So check me out there. Definitely. And Dr. Scott. Oh, thank you, guys. Thank you, everyone. It's an honor to be here. Anything you need to promote or anything? Oh, no. Just, Just happy to be here and looking forward to the big anniversary. Yes, 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 yes. So, folks, we also have to thank our regulars who've, you know, put up with all the Doctor Who stuff over the years. Thank you, of course, to Mike Gordon. As always, it's my pleasure, especially when we're talking about this one. Oh, yeah. And Ms. Mary Ogle. Oh, I have so much fun talking about this one. I could go on for hours about this one. You want to promote your stuff real quick? You can find me at maryogle.com or on Etsy at eVision Arts. Awesome, folks. Remember, we definitely would love to hear from you guys. Please write us feedback at earthstationwho.com is the best way to get in touch with us or join our Facebook group. We have a great Facebook group where we have all kinds of really neat stuff up there. And you know what? We need you guys. That's what we need up there. That's what we really want. That's what we want for our Christmas present, folks. We would love to see you in our Facebook group. So why not join? We've made it private because we're getting too much spam or people who are not part of the group promoting their stuff or putting their stuff up there. So it was a lot smarter and we've actually gotten some really cool stuff up there since then. So please check it out. Just look up Earth Station Who. And, you know, pretty much we'll take anybody. We're we're not that choosy. Come on. You know, you want to join? We want to have you. That's how good it is. So definitely join in for that. It definitely 
You can find us anywhere fine podcasts are found. So like and subscribe. If you made it this far into the show, you must be a real Whovian. And thank you. We do appreciate you. We will see you next time. We have one more show before the anniversaries. So we are going to be back in two weeks and we're going to be talking all about Missy. That's right. The big finish videos are our favorite incarnation of the master. Well, at least one of the many that we like. So we will definitely check it out. Until then, peace and we are done. See y'all soon. Boom. All right, everyone, hold up their sonic screwdrivers. <laughs> We're going to build some cabinets. None of us know for sure what's out there. Everything's brand new to me. All those planets, creatures, and horizons. I haven't seen them yet. That's why we keep looking. You could stay here, fill your life with work and food and sleep, or you could go work. Where? Wherever you like. And that's your spaceship. It's a time machine. Why not step inside and see for yourself? T-A-R-D-I-S. That's time and relative dimension in space. TARDIS for short. It's my hope. At least it has been for a considerable number of years. This is amazing. Nah, this is transport. I keep amazing. Let me get this straight. A thing that looks like a police box. It can move anywhere in time and space. Start believing. Ah, this looks about right. Excelsior! Stay here. Why not? For a while. Our lives are different to anybody else's. That's the exciting thing. Nobody in the universe can do what we're doing. A moment of love, a dream, a laugh, a kiss, a cry. Our lives are <laughs> A moment of love, a dream, a laugh, a moment of love, a dream, a laugh. Just stand This is a sonic screwdriver. Well, I say screwdriver, but it's more multi-purpose than that. What do you want to see? I want to see the universe. Well, this has all the makings of your lucky day. Please save me from monsters. Please save me from monsters. You know, when you're a kid, they tell you it's all grow up, get a job, get married, get a house, have a kid, and that's it. The world is so much stranger than that. It's so much darker and so much madder and so much better.
What a universe. Victoria, the TARDIS is that way. Just when you think you've seen the lot. Right. To next. Something like this. Welcome aboard. Who are you? I'm just a traveller. My truth is in the stars. Let me take it from the top. Thank you, Zoom lady. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.